Good morning, my name is Steve Parker and I'm the visionary of the Rock of Central Florida. And we welcome all of you who are watching us live today, uh, online through our website or Facebook or wherever it is you're watching, uh, maybe YouTube. Uh, we are so, so blessed that you have tuned in today to be a part of what the Father is doing at the Rock of Central Florida on this day that our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, as we celebrate it, rose from the dead. And uh, for you and me, and we're thankful that because of His decision, we get to gather like this. Instead of killing doves and rams and sheep, we get to lift our hands and lift our voices and honor Him. We get to have the kind of relationship with the Father He always wanted us to have, a personal one. One where there was no need for an in-between, but we could access Him in the same way His Son Jesus Christ did. So we're thankful today and we celebrate today the decision and the obedience of Jesus Christ to His Daddy when His Daddy said, you are the only one that can redeem mankind back to me. So for that, today we come together and we celebrate. In just a little bit, we're going to be receiving communion together. But between now and then, um, I would encourage you to begin to make sure that all the pieces are together. Get your glasses with your wine or your grape juice. Get you a piece of bread or cracker to share among your family. And at the end of the service today, we will engage and share in communion together. In fact, I'll be inviting my wife to come on screen and enjoy and participate with me and with us. But between now and then, it is a privilege to bring to you part two of what we did last week. And last week, uh, I, the people in our church, the people in our house, brought personal videos of what their church is and how their church is operating at this time in our lives. See, we believe at The Rock that the church is not the building, but the church is you and me. So I am the church of Steve Parker, and you are the church of whatever your name is, if we're honoring the Father. And last week, as I said, many of our families brought their church so that we could participate with them. And this week, we have our families again bringing to you their church. I invite you to engage. I invite you to watch it all the way through. Each family is a very distinct and personal representation of how God is working in their life and what the glory and the grace of Christ is doing in them. So I invite you today, make sure, don't walk away from the screen, stay engaged on the right side of your screen or below your screen, depending on which platform you're using. There's an area for chat. Please put your comments in there and we will do our best uh, to communicate back with you. So at this time, we're going to move right into our presentation and our live demonstration of what it is for the people of God to literally be His church. Spirit, fill me 
everybody, all the Rock Churches and everybody that's joining us on the stream. We are so excited for this time and this place. We are well able, well prepared. We have had so many amazing things that have led us to this time and place. And I just rejoice with you all. I'm Tamara, and I just want to join with you today in agreement on all that the Father is doing. Hey guys, I'm Sydney. I'm so excited for a time that we're in now such as this. Um, I know amazing things and amazing fruit will be produced from our harvest <laughs> from before. So I'm looking forward to all the amazing things that are going to come out from this adventure. Yes. Hey, what's happening, baby? This is Archie. <laughs> as you know, I'm just so I'm as, as as excited as they are as well. And uh, I just love where we are. I love this place. I love this new open mems, this until place that we've come to um, for this place, this point, this time. And, uh, you know, I want to share, and I think it's important that we understand what has happened. You know, there has been a revelation of something that the Father has been uh, doing in us for years now. No one saw it. No one predicted it. No one even thought of it, you know, but it was so awesome. It's the, it's the truth when uh, Proverbs says the, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And man, we walk by faith and not by sight. It was nothing that we saw for this moment. It was nothing that we even thought of for this moment. But all the way years ago, probably six, seven years ago now, when we used to shut the church down in July, you know, and we would stay home and we would minister to our families and each one would teach their families. And there was so much that was um, a release that was burst in us. There were, there were untils that was happening even then that we didn't even realize, man. And um, so that's what I love about Revelation because it does not require me to know anything. It does not require me to see anything. All it requires is that I am obedient and I am faithful. Mm -hmm. we, we Revelation is revealed through faith yes. and obedience. It's something that's revealed by Yahweh to the Adam in us. Mm -hmm. See, the spirit already knew, mm -hmm. but the Adam did not know. The Adam needed something tangible. Mm -hmm. The Adam in us needed something he could hold on to, something he can map out in his mind. And our father loves us and he's so patient, he's so graceful enough that he allows us to be able to understand his plan According in the, in the according to the Adam in us and the nat and the spiritual side of us, so he leaves nothing out. He could, he could easily say, "Oh, it's okay. You got it. Don't worry about it." But no, he lets us. He allows the Adam in us to know what he's doing and reveals it to us. And it causes the uh, it causes our faith to be strengthened. It causes us to become more courageous when it when we have to walk by faith and not by understanding. You know, it strengthens our spiritual man because. Be honest, man, when you realize that you're on track with the Father, when you realize that, man, you was in his way, even when you didn't know you was in his way, uh, that's pretty awesome, man. And I love that. I love what Revelation is. I love how it is functioning in our house. You know, I love our leadership that dares to walk in that kind of um, authority, man, that kind of faith, that kind of obedience, you know? And I love our people. Why? Because... We dare to walk after them, <laughs> you know, and that really takes really? something. It's one thing when you lead him, you know, but it's another thing when you follow him. Um, 
it, it, it takes, that's a great faith too. So don't think just because you're not the leader that it didn't take a great faith to follow. Mm -hmm. You know, it took great obedience to follow, especially when you don't know where you're going and you just have to take a word. You just have to trust, you know, and I love that revelation is so powerful. And let me tell you something. This is just one thing. This is, I know there's been many untils, you know, even through fluid worship and all these, you know, these one until to the next and growing and knowing. And it seems like we've uh, come full circle on some things and we're revisiting some things, but there's always something deeper in it for us, you know? And so in my closing, I just want you to know revelation is important both for the spiritual man and the natural man. Adam needs it. He needs to know that, um, that the father is working in his life. And the only way that he can know that the father is working in his life is that he sees it. It becomes tangible to him, you know? And, and, and Paul said, I believe it was Paul said, even until the saving of our souls, how else will our souls begin to uh, reverence God and to know God except the things that are intangible becomes tangible to us, yes. you know? And the spirit man, wow, he don't really need no help. He already knows, but it strengthens him when he sees what the Father does. When the natural man rejoices with the spiritual man, you know, because of revelation. And I love it. And I love the idea. I love this place. I love you all. I just love what the Father's doing. And I'm so excited to see what you have to say about the Father and the revelation in your life. So once again, I'm Archie. I'm Sydney. I'm Tamara. Hey guys, and our churches just love yeah. your churches, man. Yeah, we yeah. rejoice with you. Yeah, all do. right. Just what? remember, revelation comes through faith and obedience. All right. It does not require knowledge and understanding. Love you guys. Bye now. All right. Hello, Rock family. If you don't know me, my name is Shonda. And Stephen asked us to make a video and submit it for Sunday's service. So here goes. I actually wrote mine down because I'm probably going to get nervous and then not say what I want to say. So I wrote it down so I'd remember it. Um, first of all, I want to honor Steve uh, for your faithfulness in leading us to a place of fluid worship. And thank you for giving us, the churches, an opportunity for growth and change, because this is change for sure for everyone. Um, with that said, this makes me super uncomfortable making this video for everyone to see and watch, but that's okay, <laughs> because the uncomfortable is good and it's right. So, um... If there's anything I've learned from my years at The Rock, it's to embrace change and to move to the next place that Yahweh has for me. So um, he does not leave you right where you are. He moves you forward. So second thing, so Steve had asked us to share a little bit of what Yahweh is speaking to us. Um, so since this whole COVID-19 thing um, I've been really bothered by the majority's responses. It's been so negative and just focused on the wrong things, in my opinion. So uh, I was engaging Holy Spirit to help me to continue to operate from a place of hope and faith while using wisdom. And at my job, um, I'm a nurse, for those who don't know, um, in the healthcare. So um, everyone, I mean, everyone around me at work is just responding with such despair and defeat. And I understand by the natural, especially, well, lots of jobs I know, but especially in healthcare right now, there's a lot of lack and um, a lot of 
death and things that are just not good by the natural. So I'm just, I feel like everyone is responding to that despair and that defeat. Um, so I was brought to a quote while I was really engaging Holy Spirit. I was brought to a quote that um, spoke to me and gave me such life. And it was by a man named John Lubbock. And it says, what you see depends mainly on what you look for. And while that seems simple, I thought, man, that is so good um, to just be mindful of what are you looking for and um, that you aren't just seeing what's around you, but looking for Yahweh in those things and looking for good. Um, so be intentional with your sight and what you are looking for and at and um, just to consider those things and then um, choose to look at the things around you with eyes of goodness of Yahweh's goodness and because um, it's there it's in all things even when we don't see it um, at first and Yahweh is he reminded me that he's anxiously awaiting the churches the people to see those things and to become those things so um, he also directed me to a verse in Isaiah 60 and 4 and in the New Life Translation, it says, lift up your eyes and look around and see. And I thought it was so interesting that he told you to look before you see. So there is a difference. So that's what I have for you, Rock Family. Um, be considerate of how you look and what you're looking at and um, see it to be it. All right. Love you guys. I miss y'all. I can't wait till we're face to face again. And... Um, we can be hugging and striking hands. So, but we're with y'all even in this time. Love you. Hey, Rocket Central Florida. This is Rebecca. And this is Cletus. All right. And I just wanted to go ahead and tell you what was on our hearts. We wanted to talk to you about Yahweh's promises. Um, one thing on our hearts is in this season for my husband and I is that Yahweh's promises are still yes and amen. Uh, we believe this is a word for our house. <laughs> um... In a season where our country is going through a recession, we in the kingdom are prosperous. This is because we gave our yes, and when we gave our yes, we joined our yes to Yahweh's yes. Um, and it is our faith in Yahweh's yes that has made this a reality. And as kingdom sons and daughters, we should stand out like a sore thumb in this nation. I know for us, our testimony is that this is true. Not only have we recently been able to pay off a lot of debt, but we're now we're about to buy our very first home. So this is in a very exciting time for us, actually. Um, now, Jesus said in Mark 10, 27, that with men it is impossible, but not with Yahweh, for with Yahweh all things are possible. Um, I just want to share that there was a time when it did seem impossible for us. I mean, many years um, we've been wanting to get a home, and it was hard to see that as a, you know, a reality, but we just kept putting our faith in Yahweh and um, just looking past our emotions and um, pressing through that. And um, now we have surpassed that level of not having enough to where we have more than enough. So it's very exciting. Um, and I know that if you're in that place right now where you're not, you don't have enough or you're going through a really tough time, just know that there is another side that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that if you, um, put your faith in Yahweh and join your yes to his, that he's going to take you to that place. Um, so, 
Um, if you're on the other side before you're on till, plant your yes and see what it grows. Um, it will grow a bridge that will take you to the other side of until where your promises are fulfilled. Um, and don't look to the media for your answers. Me the media is putting a lot of fear in people's hearts and fear is the opposite of faith. So um, just plant your yes in the Father, join it to His, and prophesy what is to come for you and your family. Um, and His promises are waiting for your yes and amen. So don't make them wait any longer. Hi, I'm Liz Darnell and I'm the headmaster of the Rock Academy. And I feel really honored and privileged to be able to just share a few words, um, something that's stirring in my heart, and to join my voice to your voice today as we uh, take new territory, take new ground for the kingdom in this day and age. So when Stephanie got up Sunday morning and spoke um, about doing this, about doing something different, leading the way, making a pathway, something inside me just stirred, just it just moved me and I was about thinking about new possibilities and things that were going to take place in the days ahead when others are running for fear and what we're doing and laying, laying firm foundation and groundwork for others to walk on. And I realized as Stephanie began to speak that the day of the single voice, the day of the one man show, the day, the world of the, the one speaker is really, really gone. I think we've known that for some time, but I have seen it um, be very established now that that, day is, that that day is over. It takes many voices to articulate what the Father is doing. It doesn't take just my voice or your voice. It takes many voices, and that, that has really, really been stirring in me. So you may have something in you that you don't even know um, because you've never articulated it. And then you hear somebody else say something and it stirs something in you and you begin to join what you think about that, and what you feel about that, what the Lord has shown you about that. And then this idea, um, this, this concept begins to grow because we're articulating it through us. And that's really how the word of the Lord goes um, forward. It's like a, a chord is struck within you. And then you in harmony with everyone else, we're all moving uh, together into this one great big sound. He is so multifaceted that it takes many voices to articulate what he's doing and who he is and who we are in him and what we're doing. So I just wanted to share with you, listen, listen to what everyone else is saying right now, hear what they're saying, and then let it stir something in you and give voice to it. Let your voice join the throng. Let it join the course. This is how we become um, a mighty uh, rushing wind. This is how we become the sound of many waters is that we allow the words of others to stir us and then we jump in. It's like an orchestra. You know, I played for years in an orchestra. You might have a hundred members all playing different instruments and yet the sound, it's so intricate. It's so interwoven and yet each instrument is so unique, but none of those instruments can accomplish on their own what the orchestra can accomplish. So I just wanted to encourage you, take this opportunity, especially through technology, because it's not even like public speaking, right? You're just looking into a camera. So take this opportunity to join your voice to the other voices and let us all benefit from the bigger picture that we get once everyone has shared 
what's in their hearts. I want to thank Steve Parker uh, for giving us this opportunity and I look forward to walking through this season and uh, leading the way, really, and leading the way for others. Hi, Rock family. So this is the second take because apparently I forgot to turn on the microphone. So did a little bit of research in terms of what I had kind of sitting on my heart. And I want to make certain I give credit. So I did a little bit of research. I found a website, uh, BibleStudyTools.com, and they had some very interesting—not uh, interesting—some really applicable, for lack of a better phrase, scriptures that I felt not only apply to the scenario that we're going through, but one of them especially spoke to me because I had just listened to it uh, recently in a song. So. For, uh, one of my favorite groups is the Newsboys, and I was listening to one of their albums from the Go, Go Tour when they did a live recording in Houston, and they actually specifically um, quote the scripture, Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And a second one that is also mentioned on the site is Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so I think it's essentially... If you, really boil, if you really boil it down to the message that Yahweh is sending us, it's this. Nothing's changed. He's been with us in multiple pandemics. The, 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 this isn't the first time. Unfortunately, probably won't be the last time. But the key is, is that Yahweh has always been there with us. He always is going to be with us and like I said in the future no matter what happens he's going to be with us so I would say the most important thing we can do is to lean on our faith to know that we're not alone and it's gonna be alright and well, I can't think of anything else, so rather than ramble, I'll go ahead and pause the I'll go ahead and stop here and say again, j j just remember, it's not the first time, probably won't be the last, and through everything Yahweh's been with us. Thank you. Hi, this is Cheryl. I wanted to share with you a story of a healing that I experienced several months ago. It happened shortly after the ladies advance. In fact, I couldn't attend the ladies' advance due to some physical problems that I was experiencing and had been experiencing for several months. I had been standing on the Word of God, three specific scriptures, one out of Psalm 103, where it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and who heals all your diseases. And I've been standing on that one in Psalm 
He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from every disease. And then my last one in 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes, you have been healed, past tense. So I had always learned that if we feed our natural body three times a day, then we should feed our spirit three times a day. And the food for our spirit is the word of God. So I knew that now that I was dealing with this physical affliction, I should even do that more often. So as often as I remembered, anytime that my illness or the symptoms came to mind, I would quote the word, one of those three words to myself, and eventually it turned into just the two, by his stripes you have been healed, and he sent forth his word and healed me and delivered me of every disease. And every time that my symptoms would flare up, I would just say those words. If I'd wake up in the middle of the night, I would quote those words. I just I just stood on them and I would not let myself speak of my illness or my disease. My sister and mom would ask, well, how are you feeling and all that? And I would just say, I'm doing good. And they would get kind of upset at me because I didn't want to talk about my sickness, but I just refused to do that. So I did this for a long time, but I really wasn't experiencing the healing. And I believed that I was healed in my spirit already. And I just kept thinking it's just not manifesting in my body, but I knew I was healed, um, but it just didn't happen. And then one day I was, I remember it so well, I was getting into my car and I opened the door to get into my car and put my purse in. I was on the passenger side. And as I shut the door, I heard the Lord speak to me. It was so clear. And I heard the words, I am healing you and delivering you of every disease. And right then, it was like this word that I'd been standing on just dropped from my head right into my heart, and my heart got quickened and became alive with that word. And from that moment on, I just I just knew I'm healed, I'm healed. And I went to a new doctor that week on a Wednesday, and they gave me totally new instructions. They gave me totally new understanding of what was going on. And by the end of the week, all of my symptoms were completely gone, and I was healed. And I have not since then struggled with this issue any longer. I was healed. And I I've questioned, you know, why did it take so long? What was it? And I've learned since then something about faith. Faith is not just mental assent. We can say the word to apprehend the promise but until we become convinced in our heart, until that word drops into our heart and quickens our spirit and becomes life to us, we often don't apprehend what it is we're standing on the word for. So I just wanted to share that encouragement to you in case any of you are dealing with physical healing issues. Um, don't lose heart. Just continue to meditate on that word until it becomes alive through the spirit in you. Hope that helps. Bye. Hey guys. So I am bringing my part today. I hope everyone is enjoying quarantine. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I love my couch and I love my Netflix and I was made to sit on it for a month and watch Netflix. I am so excited to be able to relax during this next month, probably a little bit more of quarantine. But I wanted to bring my piece and I wanted to let you guys know what you always been speaking to me about and it actually coincides with quarantine, COVID, and work. Um, I did post some about it on my Facebook page for anyone who saw that, but I'm just going to dive into it a little bit more. 
when this whole thing first started, um, I didn't really know what it meant. And being a nurse, I wanted to make sure that I stayed educated and that I followed up on it, but I'm also not the type of person to jump to conclusions. I don't like to post things too early. I like to be well-educated and well-informed before I know how I'm going to posture myself when something happens, especially something big like this that seems to be very, very controversial for a lot of people. And when it comes to controversial things, I'm careful to say anything at all, um, unless I know that what I'm saying is right. Anywho, when it all first started happening, I would go to work and everybody, my coworkers, um, the people bringing up the food, elevators, when I go down for lunch, every single person in the hospital, it felt like was talking about this COVID-19 thing and how they didn't know what to do and they needed masks, even though we have plenty of masks at my hospital and we didn't have any COVID case cases for a while. Um, they were just freaking out. When I would go to lunch, it was almost exhausting and I would try to find a spot by myself because all the people would talk about is how they didn't sign up for this being a nurse and they didn't want to bring this home to their family members. Almost like a hospital is the only place that you're going to catch COVID. Um, and almost like nurses are the only people who are going to spread COVID or contract it. It was really kind of starting to get frustrating and I didn't know why because I usually don't let things like this bother me. Um, but I think what really kind of put me over the edge was one morning I woke up before a shift and I saw an angry post from somebody about how they didn't sign up for this and being a nurse, when they sign up to be a nurse, it wasn't to come in and take care of these type of people to put their family members in danger. Um, how we should be able to wear whatever we want to wear to work and how everybody else kind of needed to bow down and give us what we wanted. And it really, really rubbed me the wrong way. So I started talking with Yahweh, kind of asking why, one, why is this rubbing me the wrong way? Two, what is my stance on this? And three, please don't make me say anything back to this woman because I really don't want to. Anywho, um, then he started speaking to me about fear, about posture and positioning and how this is really a time for us to rise up and do what we're called to do. I work in an occupation that's on the front line right now for COVID-19. I have an amazing opportunity to be an example and to be a leader. And that's exactly what he's been showing me and what he's been talking to me about. To posture yourself correctly, to do what you're called to do, don't waver, be a strength, be a peace to others. And that's exactly what I've been doing. So then I took to Facebook and Instagram, my social media platforms, and I posted a picture of a nurse without a mask on. Because every time I go on Facebook, there's a new picture of a nurse with a mask on that says, stay at home because I cannot. I don't want to stay at home. I don't want to be without a job. I want to go to work and I want to help others. Yahweh didn't put me in this position so that I can go crawl underneath of my bed and hide. He gave me this, what I am today. He gave me my calling and my purpose for such a time as right now. So I just want to encourage you guys and anyone else who's out there 
and there are a lot of essential workers. Don't fall into the trap of fear. That's what everybody is doing right now. Everyone is feeding into fear and they're posting fear and they are commenting on people's pages and, and posting pictures and masks and just freaking everybody out. I understand what's going on. It's not good. Stay home. Wash your hands. Stay away from germs if you can. But don't spread fear. Yahweh didn't position us in this earth to do that. He actually positioned us to be a leader and to govern over the land, over everything. And guys, I get to do that right now. And you get to do that right now. And it is very, very exciting. I get to go to work three times a week for 12-hour shifts and talk to people about my faith, about my God, about what I do, and about how I am not afraid. And I think that that is absolutely amazing. So like my Facebook post said, um, I've really been focusing on positive things. I've been focusing on redirecting my posts, my conversations, and the time I have with others to things that are uplifting. Um, what's going on in their lives, How what's going good for them right now, what have they done with their extra time that they are blessed with at this moment in time. Um, and I've really found that people are coming to me because I'm bringing peace to them during this time. So that's pretty much all I have. I don't really know how this went because it's really awkward talking to yourself on the phone. Um, but I hope that you got something from it. And I hope that you are taking the opportunity to rise up in a time where everybody else is hunkering down. Hi, guys. Hi, my name is Norris. Um, I actually do attend the Rock of Central Florida. Um, I want to bring a word to you today on uh, Jeremiah 29:11. And first, I want to start with a story. Uh, so one day I was actually conversating with my friend and he told me, you know, he he was going through a trial in his life. And um, I was, you know, I was just being a friend and he he told me, you know, you know, I I was kind of just like in the moment with him. And he, he told me, he said, I don't. You know nothing I don't, I'm not worried about anything you know the father has my back he's he's got me you know no matter what he's gonna get me out of this you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna rely on the father he's gonna get me out of this and I was like yeah man but you know just make sure you're doing your part too you know I always that's something I always stress growing up is to make sure I'm doing my part even though I know the father is gonna take care of me in the long run you know I want to make sure I'm doing my part and he said you know I don't, but, but the father, he's so great. You don't have to do your part. And when he told me that, I, and then he said, he said, you, you, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11. Come on, Norris. If anybody has my back, you should right now on this, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I said, yeah, but you know, I, he was like, what, but what? And I said, you know, I can't explain it right now because if I did, I, I wouldn't really know what to say, you know? And so I took a step back. Um, and this was not too, you know, this was, a couple years ago, you know, and I took a step back and I realized, okay, you know, what about Jeremiah 29 11 is really stirring in me, you know, so pretty much it's a misused verse. It's a verse that a lot of people in this world use as a crutch, a security blanket, life jacket, whatever you want to call it. They use this verse just to give themselves hope. Is that a bad thing? Absolutely not. It's not a bad thing at all. But the main reason why I'm doing this video right now is because there are churches many, many, many churches, many church leaders who are filling the seats based off of this verse, based off of the notion that no matter what you do, 
no matter what you're in, no matter how deep you're in in a situation, the Father's gonna yank you out of it. You have to persevere though. You have to do your part. There is gonna be a trial. You have to make room. You have to, you know, have some grit. You know, have, have that strength to get through that. Yahweh's gonna give you that strength. He's gonna equip you, but he's not gonna yank you out of your situation. So the verse is this. Jeremiah 29, 11, I'm sure you all know. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. This verse is so great. But what people don't understand is everything before this verse really does lead up to it. You know, he talks about, you know, the Israelites going through what they're going through. You know, they they didn't expect such a, uh, you know, a long term of just exile and 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 you know just going through something they expected something a lot more quick like they were just going to be right out of it um you know that is what led up to this verse so they they didn't they didn't understand like the prosperity like when the prosper was going to happen when they were going to prosper when you know all these great things were supposed to happen to them you know they it was probably really really hurtful for them to be told okay yeah, you guys are going to be here for a very, very long time. And you guys are going to be going through this for a very, very long time. You know, I don't want to get too in depth, but that's what I mean. You know, nowadays people always say, um, you know, you're going to be fine. Let God do the work. You're doing it. Excuse me. You're doing nothing wrong. Have faith. And, you know, that God will make a way. You know, those are such great terms. But how those are being received are the biggest issues. How are you receiving these kind of you know this kind of advice from somebody you know if someone were to come to me and say let god do the work you know yeah let god do his work right let his work be done but i have to still do my role he put me on this earth to he gave me a role on this earth you know he gave me a authority on this earth so why do i feel like every time i'm in something deep i have no authority to get myself out of it i can get myself out of it because i'm well equipped you know, there's not no yanking. I'm not getting yanked out of this situation. Let me persevere. Let me go through my struggle. Let me just let me, you know, deal with my deal with it, you know, and, you know, Yahweh. Yes, he he's well equipped us. Yes, he has a future for us. Yes, he wants us to prosper. But do your part. That is the biggest part of this, you know, message that I want to let out to you. You know, it's not going to be a walk in the park. You know, it's trial. It's a trial and it's it's just, it's going to be hard. You're going to go through something hard. You're going to go through something difficult, but you can't expect God to just yank you out of that situation. This is what we were made for. He made us for these kind of, these kind of situations, you know, and the one verse that I, I really feel like sums it all up a lot better than, you know, Jeremiah 29 11, just because it's been received so wrong. The, the verse I feel like is bet would be a lot better is from Psalm 66, starting at verse 10 through 12. It says, for you, God tested us. You refined us like silver, refined us like silver, concentrated. He concentrated us like silver. He refined us like silver, right? When you see refined, you see cured, cleared up, like made better, healed. He refined us like silver. He brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. He let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. He brought us to a place of abundance, abundance, abundance. That's where we end up. 
You see, when you go through all these terrible trials, when you go through all these terrible moments, you wanna sit here and be sad, but the biggest thing you can do is let it happen. Take the beating, put the gloves down and stop trying to fight what Yahweh is trying to teach you instead of trying to get yanked out of it. Asking for pity, you don't need pity, get out of it. In times like these with this COVID-19 situation and all the things that you know the United States is going through, that the globally, like what the world is going through, it's very important that we understand this is what we were made for. If we end up expecting to get yanked out of this situation, to get saved by the government's money every time something happens, then that's what we're gonna be waiting for. We're gonna be conditioned to believe that the government's gonna save us instead of working our way out of it, instead of trusting the Father and knowing that we are well-equipped, that we have authority. This is what I wanted to leave with you. My name is Norris Davis once again, and thank you very much. Hey, everybody. It's the Rock On Radio Show. My name is Tim Darnell, and I'm your host for the next, well, he gave us 10 minutes, so I'm going to take 10, maybe nine. We'll see what happens. Welcome. This is a project that has been in the making for, oh my goodness, 15 years. But it actually started, uh, the Rock On Radio show started uh, back in 20, 2009, 2010, somewhere in there. I just can't remember because I don't have any timestamps on the original shows because they were originally uh, done on a website that I can't find anywhere. <laughs> Anyhow, Jim Carney and I had an idea that we would, we wanted to put the, on the air on, and, and back then in 2010, the, the uh, blogging hadn't even really started yet. Uh, people were doing it, but not very much. And uh, back then we didn't do this with uh, where you could, hey, you could see me. We did it just audio only. And uh, it, uh, it, it was interesting to do because you had to try to get people to listen to it in some, some form. And it was just difficult to do back then. But it was a dream of mine to do rock on radio. And when we came to the rock 20 years ago, 20 years? Okay. When we came to The Rock 20 years ago, one of the very first things that Steve said to us uh, when we came in, and he, he made this a point, uh, and he always has. For 20 years, he said this, my job is to get you to a place where you're fulfilling your purpose. And uh, I, I, I thought of that a lot. And throughout the years, what is my purpose? And I do a lot of things. A lot of you know, you've seen me around the house and, and, and some of you have heard the show. I mean, way back when, <laughs> but I, again, it was a long time. However, he said he, that he wanted us to, uh, it was his job to see that we fulfilled our purpose. And if he didn't do that, he wasn't doing his job correctly or he, he was missing the mark. And I had never heard a pastor say that before. Um, recently, I mean, I've been to a lot of churches. I've been doing this for 40 years in the uh, Christian believers community. And uh, once I found uh, what the kingdom was and how to walk in it and not in a religious system, it became 
uh, an eye-opening experience for me. And uh, recently, the uh, pastor, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say Pastor Steve. Joyce, you've got me all goofed up. I'm thinking, I'm just kidding. I got to mess with Joyce. Mar- Mar- Joyce, we've known each other for a long time, so that just came out. All right, but Steve said to us a long, uh, a while, uh, a long time ago about our purpose. But he's been speaking recently about the moment of until that word until we've had a couple of big words that have stood out in the ministry in the last few years that have been um, that have been. Uh, purposed and dynamic and life-changing. One of those words is until. Another one is on my shirt here. Consider. It's one of my favorites because consider, consider never lets you let an idea go without thinking about it, without considering what's happening. And so when this idea of rock on radio came about, uh, Steve Parker and Kim Parker were one of my biggest supporters in getting it going. And uh, because we got to a place where it wasn't just about Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights or Sunday nights, whatever service you went to, it was about what are you doing for the rest of your life? What, what is it you were called to do? And, and a lot of people don't know. And, and I wasn't real sure. And here I am at 63 years old now, just coming into a place where I know that I am fulfilling my purpose. Two reasons. One, Holy Spirit revealed it to me that this was the type of worship I was to do on this you know, radio, radio show, this style, this thing. I, w- I wanted to bring people on uh, the radio. And it's like, like I said before, Tim Carney and I used to do it together and we're going to do some things together again, but the style of the show is an interview. It's a conversation because this is hard to sit here and look into a camera and, and, uh, and speak and come up with, uh, appropriate topics and, and, and just to share with a, with a, uh, with a lens, you know, I know you're out there, but back when we first started doing this show, we had no camera. We just had the uh, recording device and turned it on and we began to talk to each other. Uh, and that, we had some really good conversations back then about building the kingdom and what the kingdom was like as opposed to religion and all of its systems. But the reason, one of the reasons I really knew that I was right about coming back to this, coming back to rock on radio and bringing it, it at this time, because it's been, I haven't done it since, uh, 2011, I think was the last 2012. No, no, no. I was in a, I was just, I was in a truck. Believe it or not, I did a show from the back of the truck where I was working. And anyhow, I think I was eight years ago. Anyhow. So it took a little hiatus and, and in any, in any sense, it's back because two things, one, Holy Spirit said, bring it back. I want you to give me that format again. I want you to worship in a fluid way. What is that? What is fluid worship? And so Steve would say, well, we don't know till we try, till we do it. We would all get together and we do the same religious thing, the same church service. You all know what we've been doing. And then, you know, at a point in time, uh, something would be removed and something would be added. And we would put this here and that there. And we wouldn't do it, try not to do it religiously, because once you do something over and over again, it becomes religious. And that's what we were trying to avoid. 
And so we began to search out fluid worship. And then in this, this year, right now at this time, we're dealing with this COVID-19 thing. And I'm not saying that, uh, I'm not touting it. Yay. I'm not happy about it being here, except that it brought me to that place of until I'm going to do the radio show until, and throughout, before this thing started, before this COVID-19, uh, came about there, there I was talking with Miss Kim, who Miss Kim Parker next to Holy Spirit and my wife, of course, Miss Kim Parker has a way of knowing what your purpose is and reminding you where, where you, where, where to put it, what to do about it. She kept telling me, when are you going to get rock on rock on radio going again? She would say, when are you going to get the coffee house back up and running? We had a coffee house. I mean, I've done some things. It's just that I don't want to do things just to do things. I want to know that what my father said to do, I'm going to do it. So let's leave it at that. Let's just say when I'm hearing from my wife, I heard from Holy Spirit. I heard Miss Kim Parker. She's just just poking me a little bit here and there and saying, hey, you need to do this again. So this is my contribution to the rock. Uh, One portion, I play bass and I do other things at the house, uh, work with sound and lighting and, and other things. But this is my worship when I'm not sitting with a group. But I think this is a trend. This is where we're headed as a house with these kinds of things where uh, Steve asked us to all put together a little segment of who we are and where and how we worship at our house, uh, in our house with our families. And this is what I do. I bring people in. I want to bring people in from, from the house whom you, a lot of you know, some of you don't know, but I'm going to interview them. I'm going to, I want to know what's inside them. What makes them tick? What is it that, that stirs them in their heart towards Holy Spirit, towards the kingdom, firing them up? And I'll tell you what, there's endless material to be, to be heard in this situation. And I just know that if, if we focus on the right things, if we focus on the fluid worship, I put that back here just so you can see it, okay? If we focus on fluid worship, we're not going to be focused on any one thing. We're going to be focused on the Father. And focused on the Father and that relationship is going to bring about the fluid worship we desire. Now, what does this going to, is it going to look like? Well, I'm going to start out with this. This is what I know, and this is what I can do. So I'm going to begin uh, the radio show again. I'm going to ask you to help me, and we're going to do this thing, and we're going to find out if, in fact, it's what you're called to do. What, what is it that you know? What is it that keeps you ticking? What is it that makes you a son? Hi, my name is Nicole Dorsey, and I'm a member at The Rock of Central Florida, and I will be bringing you a poem. It's called Consider. Consider what does your fear mean? The world can be viewed in various ways, lifestyles, religion, and faith. In today's time, people are uncertain about their feelings, but consider what your fear may be doing. Fear can make the brain rot from negative thoughts make you turn away from all that you know is not. But have you considered what fear could really mean? Well, consider this as this is what fear means to me. Faith that is heard 
and seen evidence of Yahweh's love for me. Awesome worship and bringing my offering to my king, realizing he knew this would be. Consider what your fear could mean. It could not be what the world might think. If you want to change your meaning, join me at the Rock of Central Florida in Sanford, where you will get the raw truth and faith about our king. Thank you, and I'll see you guys soon. Hello, my name is James. That's the other James. That's Haley. That's Shaviv, and she wore a weave. Hi, guys. We're the Pageant Pack, and we are coming to you from our dream, from our gym. And I just want to bring a little message of, of encouragement and hope to you in regards to small businesses right now. We actually have to be closed because of the COVID-19 situation, but that is okay. It has caused us to dig deep and become creative about things. And we are actually going online with workouts. We're still really engaged with our athletes and everything is well here at Shadow Pack CrossFit. So if you own a small business or you have a dream to, just keep that alive, keep being creative. Yahweh has you and have a great day. It's interesting because, you know, everybody's scared at this time and everybody's just fearful and, and all the things that happen. And we just gotta remember that we're not subject to that fear. We don't let that control us. We are ground in the Father, and through that we can walk through this time. No matter what, even if for some reason you come down with something or something, someone around you is, is with it, you can still walk through this and walk through this with your head held high and strong and get through it. Online school is a piece of cake. family this is Sam just wanted to show my over share my overflow with you um, I uh, recently got a call from my brother um, it's my best friend uh, he serves in the, the Naval Academy and he uh, actually called me he hasn't done this before but he called me on satellite and I don't know that to me feels like a lot of resource to just call me uh, but he um, you know, we shared our love yous and and um, it was good to hear from him. And and I was so, it, it kind of just confirmed something that Yahweh was, was speaking to me is there is a invitation in social distancing. That invitation is, are you going to engage even though I don't physically see you? So in our routines day to day, we end up seeing one another and you know, we can build relationship off of that. But I think I think the social distancing is such a wonderful thing because it really challenges you to engage even though I don't see you. And to think of it, if, if, it, if engagement was contingent upon seeing someone, what are we doing serving an invisible God? What are we doing serving Yahweh? Uh, what kind of relationship are, are we talking about? So... I, I really have been uh, pressed and encouraged to reach out to, uh, you know, call to comment on a post, uh, you know, and it doesn't have to be huge, but folks that I haven't talked to in a long time, um, it does, I don't have to see you. Uh, 
I can, I, you know, out of sight, out of mind is not, not for me anymore. I can, I can, I want to reach out and I want to be a part and I want to be a resource to those who I, I don't see on a, on a day-to-day basis. My, I, my relationship sh- shouldn't be built off of that. Um, so that's number one. And, you know, I, I, I count that, you know, as I'm practicing this, I count that as a south side and, you know, the second thing to this is I don't, I'm not going to discount my south side. It's not a bad thing. It is actually, there's, there's two parts to it. There's two parts to an until, and both are needed. Um, maybe not, not long, um, and maybe not this until, but an, another until. And so I really have been um, encouraged to not just take an opportunity just because you see it is golden, just because you can see, uh, you, you, you know, that you can buy a house or, you know, you can um, buy a stock or what have you. That might not be, not, that might not be the way to that until or pass to the north side of that until, you know, there, the, you, your relationship and your conversation with, with Yahweh is going to determine that is, uh, so your, and your steps are going to determine that more so than the things that we see. Um, so, you know, I, again, I just been challenged, um, to not, not go by off, uh, go off of what I see day to day. Um, but to really hear and be flexible and to be fluid in this time, um, it's just a challenge to be fluid again. And so, you know, what I, what this whole coronavirus has reminded me of, um, a lot is Psalms 8, where it talks about, um, the, you know, Kaylee had illuminated, uh, Kaylee Hoffman had, had, um, revelation of corona being a crown and so it talks about in psalms 8 uh what is man that you are mindful of him that you would uh, crown him with glory and honor and then you know us being fluid uh if you skip down it talks about how we you know we're set over the, the works of his hands and um all the you know all the things the creatures in the land and uh, all that's uh, all the fish of the sea and all that swim in the sea and i just thought that was so interesting because when you look that up it talk, it's really meaning passing over and this is such a passover time so it, it's just very interesting the time that we're in and i'm very excited for it um and to hear and i'm very i'm expecting to hear the other stories that everyone else has um but um such a great time and I really believe that this is a time to spring us forward and um, that this is a, an invitation for more, for more fluid, um, that we are placed over fluid. And in this time that he's healing our land, he is literally healing the land. Um, so uh, I love you guys. Um, this, is the <laughs> this is the umpteenth uh, take. And that's the last take I'm going to take. (laughs) So love y'all and I will see you Sunday. Bye. Yo, what's up, Rock family? Um, It's the Phillips family coming to you. Um, Just sharing a little bit um, of our churches and kind of what 
the Father's been um, putting on our hearts. And uh, we can't wait to hear from you guys. But um, just a little bit for me, um, things the Father has been illuminating in my life. It's just something super simple. Uh, Pop Steve always talks about, and it's the word considered. And um, Holy Spirit kind of just, you know, illuminated to me that, you know, it's easy to consider, you know, when it's com when you're comfortable. You know, when you're comfortable, when you've um, walked stuff out or to consider someone else's revelation after they've walked it out. But I've noticed it, that it, to consider and even have that Selah moment in the middle of walking out something, that's a lot. It require it costs you something. And um, really, he showed me just the word consider in the action of considering you know, it comes with a price, you know, um, a lot of times I'm learning this, the price of just being still, you know, which is for me is super tough because I feel like, you know, I can fix this or, you know, or I think, you know, I can hear Holy Spirit right here if I need to, or there's always some, some action, but sometimes the action is just actually considering it and, um, considering it, then making the choice, whether the choice is action or it's, you know, just being patient, you know, and um, I've just really been cognizant of not just uh, <laughs> not just making a look at this guy, not just making um, the uh, right choice out of habit. And I know that might sound a little confusing, but. Um, it's just I feel like what the father wants from us is that that consideration without if we, if we lose that and we're just going through our lives just trying to make the perfect choice, the right choice, we lose like, you know, our humanity, the thing about us that he loves, the thing about us that he wants from us. And so that's been really um, just awesome to even think about, you know, and that the mistakes and things like that is just like. It's the human error side of us, the little bit of Adam in us. That's why Yahweh loves us. That's why our praise and our worship and our consideration of him and his moments are so important to him because it's that choice. And if if you're not considering in a way of either just doing good to just do good without considering or, you know, the, op the flip side of that, you know, um, it takes the father out of the equation and, um, it really just put him in a whole nother space. Um, one thing Pop Steve said that st stood out and I think about it all the time is we would always put like, I'll be posting on the gram or whatever and me and my bio, God first, family, this before I was married though, hoop and all, all those different other things. But you know, all of it is just a father. There's no, there's no separation of anything. And um, that's really, what that considering, you know, has been has been doing in me and uh, has been doing for my family, you know, um, and, it, and it's really just been awesome. Um, and it's, it's really provoked a lot of growth in me, you know, but yeah, that's that's it for me. It's for my lovely wife. <laughs> um, I have to say for me, you always been doing a lot, but it's been a lot of growth fast so I have a lot of growing pains but um just like what y'all has really been doing with me is teaching me more so on my response like boy. 
<laughs> like before I met Archie, I was pretty like I had a lot of anger in me and stuff, and I would react, and I was pretty rude about it with people. I was very mean, um, but he really like humbled me a lot and he taught me a lot of grace and how to not react in those ways. So lately, like I have been feeling like angered again or rage, but I just found myself one day just asking Yahweh, like, well, I asked, I asked Yeshua because Yeshua walked this out. And I was just like, Yeshua, like, which I is Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> I was just like, like, cause I know he got mad and he was enraged and things like that sometimes. So I was just like, but he responded correctly. So I was just like, I want your rage. I want to trade my rage for the rage that mm -hmm. you have because I want to respond correctly to situations whenever I do come across situations. I want to be able to have that right response, even though I'm enraged and stuff. But I know it's just passion and like, it's just passion and love and, you know, just so much goodness. It's not even bad. And that's what I want. I don't want it to be the opposite of anger and stuff like that. So God has been teaching me about that and just considering my response before I respond to something. Just give myself time until I can respond the right way. Like, it's kind of like doing baby steps before you get to that level. And we've been talking about until so for me it's my until is like you know probably just not responding right away or things like that until I can have the right response to something and I don't know what to say at the moment instead of just filling that passion inside and be like ah. <laughs> but um and also too like because there's just a lot of new things coming in my life so for me just being consistent with what I do and practicing. Like those are the two main things that I hear every day, being consistent in practice. And it just, you have to push yourself to do those things because yeah. if not, you're never gonna do them. It's just gonna be something you say you'll do every day, but never do it. Yeah. So I would say too, with this time that we're in, it's a great time to be consistent with something and to practice because you have all the time yeah. and- Resources. Too. Because you can just, be perfect at whatever Yahweh wants you, like whatever he created you to do. And, you know, whatever is in the desire of your heart that you never feel like you have enough time to do, even if it's just being with family or things like that, that's still you practice being consistent with your family and the people you love. And you'll see Yahweh's hand move in those ways that you never thought he would move. So, okay. yep, I think that's it for me. <laughs> All right, guys, man, we can't wait to hear uh, from you guys' churches. Um, you know, we're excited. This little guy's excited. Yahweh's doing a lot of stuff for him, too. Uh, oh, for him, Yahweh <laughs> just said, count it all joy. Count it all joy. That's from side to the family. All right, we love you guys. We'll see y'all whenever we get a see y'all. <laughs> Hello, Rock Churches. This is the Kerners. I am Jim Kerner, for anyone that does not know. You are? Um, I'm Jenny Kerner. All right. And what we would like to do is bring you guys a lot of hope and encouragement today. In the world out there today, there seems to be a lot of people that are driven by fear and uncertainty. And you can just see it everywhere you go, whether it's a grocery store, Lowe's, or just driving down the road. 
There's people that I'm seeing, whether it's social media or elsewhere, they seem to be bickering. Everybody seems to be stressed out. And that to me is because they don't have their faith in anything. And so to us, we do. We have our faith in Yahweh. And no matter what storm I've ever gone through in my lifetime, and I've been through some really severe storms, I always held on to the fact that Yahweh never brought me here so that I would fail. That did not reflect well on him. That doesn't make sense. And so I just held on to that. I did what I knew he wanted me to do. And I always came out to the other side. And truly, as hard as it may seem in times like this, there are blessings that can come out of this. There are harvests that come behind the storm. And so I want you to be able to focus on those things, on the good things that are to come. You know, one thing that I do is I really try to support the business owners in the church. And for us business owners, you know, what this type of season does is twofold. One, it weeds out all the weak businesses and the competitors. And so when this is over, that same amount of business demand comes now to less businesses. So there's more for each business to acquire. What it also does is it frees up good employees. One thing that I was having a problem with was finding good employees because everybody was working that wanted a job. And now we go through this type of season and now there are great employees that just want a job and so we're able to find better quality help. And that reflects on our businesses as well. And so there's a lot of blessings. Those are just two of them. But there's a lot of blessings that come from the end of this type of a storm. Um, I know the end is, in, is near. Like, it's right around the corner. It's not going to be like this forever. And during this time, we found it to try to appreciate the extra time that we get together as a family. And of course, you can only watch so many TV shows or movies. So we've done game nights and we've tried to be creative. But one thing that I do cherish is that I've been able to play golf with Jimmy every single day. And I've been able to tie stronger ties with my son and better, stronger relationship with him. And so through this time, I'm just focusing on the positive things that I can make at the time that I have. And I encourage you to do the same. In fact, if you look in your Bible to Shaviv 2126, um, it says encourage one another. And in Shaviv 2127, it says, if you're tired of encouraging, just encourage more. Okay, so I just, I'll leave you with that. Um, but be blessed, Rock family. I look forward to the time where we get to spend time together and hug one another again and shake hands yes. and really interact. The social distancing thing isn't for us, but uh, we're doing what we're told, and I look forward to the days where we can be together again. Thank you. Jim Kerner just set the bar very high. Um, but I had uh, I wrote mine down because that's the way I do. Um, but I just had four points I wanted to make, and they tie in a little bit with what my husband said. Um, but first of all, I want you to know the church of Jenny Kerner has been faithfully, faithfully, faithfully interceding over each and every one of you. I intercede over the men. I intercede over the women. I intercede over the children. And I intercede over the businesses of our house, um, the Rock of Central Florida. Um, and I am grateful and I am honored to do so. Um, it is such an honor to get to walk with such an amazing family of people. It truly is a family. We're so united and we're so one. We're truly one nation. Um, and I'm so grateful that I get that opportunity. Um, I've interceded that when others see our churches 
out during this time um, that they see something different. They see the Father in each and every one of you, in us, um, that demonstration. Uh, and they wonder, it causes them to ask questions. I want them to ask questions about why are we so joyful during this time? Why are we so different? Why are we responding so differently? I want them to ask so that we can tell them, come find out. Come hear the word that is flowing, this river that is flowing out of our land, out of central Florida. It is right here um, where they live, where we live. Uh, my testimony is I am, and so are you. I am what? I am what is needed in this time. I am a voice that needs to be heard in this time. I am a sound that needs to be released in this time. Um, I am a man that needs to cover his family in this time. I am a woman that needs to serve her family this time. I am a business owner that needs to lead my employees. I am an employee that needs to be faithful to that business. I am. I am what is needed in this time. We understand being fluid. So we're not panicking. We're not worried. We're not concerned. Um, we are doing what we do every day. We're hearing, we're obeying, we're walking, we're seeing, we're prophesying, we're declaring. Um, and we have been taught, we know there is no lack. So it doesn't really matter what it looks like right now. There is no lack. We're overflowing abundantly. We have, you have, I have everything we need in this time we have it it's there um, and if we don't see it right this minute it's going to be there in the moment that we need um, it. at the end of march i heard something really profound and i keep i wrote it down and i keep reading it over and over but it is that a king's highway is opening up to those who dwell in the blueprint um and because I've remembered, I remembered, and I keep it before my face, I remember his promise that those who dwell in the blueprint are marked. We dwell in his blueprint. We are his people. We are marked. We are marked for this time. Um, so I want to encourage you in that. Um, do it well. Dwell in the blueprint well. Don't forget that you dwell in the blueprint and don't forget that you are marked. Also remember that what looks terrible sometimes is a gift. What looks terrible, not to us, because we see it through the Father's eyes, but what looks terrible to the world, it is a gift and it increases and intensifies over open waters. We've opened the waters. The waters are open. The Father has opened the waters over you and me. Our waters are open. The wells are open. The springs are springing. The rivers are flowing. Um, the dams have been open and they're gushing. This gift is intensifying. It's only going to get better. It's only going to increase. It's only going to flow stronger. It's only going to go into even more places than it's already reaching right now. What an amazing opportunity. So I just want you to know I have been faithful. I am being a faithful witness to what the Father is doing, and I am declaring it, and I am striking hands with it, and I am coming into agreement with it, and I am declaring over us every day that we see his word we hear his word we dwell in the blueprint the king's highway is open to us and everything that is there faithful and you are ready and you are doing this love you miss you guys so i come to you today again at the end of such an incredible uh, demonstration of the churches of the rock the different families that brought to you a message and a word of what holy spirit's doing in their house and I come to you now asking all of us 
to gather together at this time in our living rooms, in our kitchens, on our jobs, wherever you might find yourself right now, and let's share in communion together. We're so thankful for what Christ did for you and me. So thankful that He was obedient to His Father even unto death. And then His Father was faithful to Him unto the resurrecting of His Son. So today as we uh, join together in communion, I encourage you to gather those around you and let it be real and let it be alive. Because I'm telling you today, Jesus Christ is very much alive in you and me and the purpose of God is as activated today as it has ever been.